edition of the world-famous Cheeky Jaguar radio broadcast. Coast-to-coast and border-to-border on TuneIn, iTunes, Radio Loyalty, Stitcher, and, of course, 50-plus AM FM stations across the country and around the world. iHeartRadio as well. Today joining us on Skype Audio is Paul Loudon, an autistic adult and author of Behind the Locked Door, Understanding My Life as Autistic. He has made himself available for interviews about this topic and uh, anything autism-related. And uh, I want to jump into the, uh, the the first topic here, which is your book. Tell us a little bit about the book. It sounds uh, incredible. Tell, tell us a little bit about the writing process and everything for the book, Paul. So the book is something I started quite a few years ago now, four, maybe five. And um, I have difficulty getting things done on my own, um, autism among other things, provides motivational difficulties. So I worked with someone where I largely dictated and they wrote down, and then uh, I got together and uh, put it together in an order that sort of makes sense for the progression through topics. But it's largely a collection of sort of individual stories and essays about my life and my experiences, how I went through it, what it meant to me as an autistic individual, how I may have experienced it differently than people around me would, and what I was able to learn from it, how it affected me and affected my growth. Well, this this book is incredibly well written. Tell me a little bit about the writing process. I, I know that uh, uh, writing books can be difficult, but, but even having a, having a uh, everything else, being autistic and everything else, makes it even more difficult. Uh, tell us a little bit about that process. Well, the process really was, uh, I, I put together a list of basically chapters. I had, I think, initially 27 maybe. And so I went through each of them, and I, I looked for uh, how I would ex- describe it. Um, I, I largely do uh, speaking. I, I talk at uh, conventions and give presentations or just talk about my life experience and do Q&A. So I, present, I, I approached each one as if someone asked me about this topic, if someone asked me about relationships and said, you know, well, you know, how have relationships worked for you in your life? You know, have you dated? What was it like? Have you made friends? How do you make friends? And I then just... Uh, came up with how I would describe uh, that experience, what what happened to me, and how I would tell someone about it. So the book is largely written in a sort of conversational tone. Uh, A lot of it focuses on what it sounds like when I speak about a topic, because I wanted it to really uh, feel like it was me speaking. I went back through and re-edited a whole bunch of times just to to try to largely make sure the tone sounded like me and not just, uh, you know, a book about me. We've got Paul Loudon with us today, an autistic adult and author of Behind the Locked Door, Understanding My Life as an Autistic, and uh, he's with us today here on our big broadcast. Now, um, this this book, like I mentioned, incredibly well written, incredibly well put together. Um, well, I know that recently there, there's been some studies out there that, that have talked about uh, preventable injuries and things of this nature. What, what, what did you think about this recent survey? Well, one of the th- interesting things is is the, the recent study indicates that those of us with autism are more likely to suffer preventable injuries, are more likely to uh, drown, especially as young children, things like that. But it doesn't really dig into why yet because you can't really do studies on why something happens until you establish conclusively that it does happen and you're not looking at something else. So there's still a lot of questions to be answered, but I think 
one of the important things is that, um, you know, a lot of those of us with autism, we end up living fairly sheltered lives where we're kept away from a lot of dangers and, and things like that. And so uh, what people interpret as common sense, which is not really common, common sense is something that you learn just like anything else, is, you know, it's not common sense not to touch the burner on the stove. It's common sense not to touch the burner on the stove a second time. Yes. And so you learn it over time. And when you're sheltered from a lot of these experiences, then when you go out, when, uh, you know, you run, as a lot of autistic t kids do, they, they get away and, and they run, then you don't have that, that base of experiences that, that tell you that things can be as dangerous as they are. So there's a lot that goes into just the idea that, um, you know, much like we have an immune system that protects us from diseases, we have a mental immune system that protects us from physical threats where we recognize and avoid them that doesn't necessarily develop if, if you live uh, too sheltered a life. I've, I've told people that one of the things about autism and, and helping an autistic individual grow into a stronger uh, adult, a more full adult, is that you can't hide us from danger. Um, I can walk in a straight line on the ground pretty easily with my feet on the line, but you even take it one foot off the ground and make it into a balance beam and it becomes a much more difficult process where even though I'm not experiencing real threat, if I fall off a one foot balance beam, I'm not going to be seriously injured. Yes. It does create a very different skill set and so you have to create a world where there's a risk of failure, some minor threats. You can't isolate everything or we don't develop those skills for coping with them. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here in our broadcast. And uh, Now, how would you describe autism to someone who doesn't know much about it? It's very hard to describe just because uh, it's known as autism spectrum disorder. It's a spectrum, and it, it can range from you know mild enough that you won't even get diagnosed to significant enough that you aren't able to handle even the most basic of life, life tasks without assistance. And largely, it, it's sort of... You know, the easiest way to talk about it may be to, to describe it as a sort of anxiety disorder where the world, we experience it in different ways. We, we interpret social things differently. We interpret sensory things differently. Our body uh, and our brain reacts to stimulus in different ways, and it can be different for each of us, and how we learn to cope with it can be different. But it means that, that interactions with the world and experiences of the world often either take more energy or we just don't have the energy to do it. So we may not be able to make eye contact because eye contact tires or makes us anxious. Uh, you know, sensory issues, lights and sounds may overwhelm us. And as our brain is struggling to process all these different inputs at different levels, uh, you know, parts of it just pull away. We, we develop coping mechanisms, uh, stimming, flapping our arms, things like that, that help us release these experiences that we don't have any other process for coping with. But it can also result in us pulling away from the world around us and acting in ways that other people uh, don't really understand or interact with well. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big program. And uh, this, this is uh, a topic that a lot of folks are discussing nowadays, and that's autism, and we, we've got a great, great guest with us today. Paul Loudon joins us, autistic adult, author of Behind the Locked Door, Understanding My Life as an Autistic. And uh, fairly recently, Sesame Street announced they're going to br bring in a uh, autistic character to their, uh, to their cast. Um, how do you think this is going to, to move the conversation forward, I guess? In my opinion, this is one of the most significant events for the autistic community in a long time. Um, 
you know, there's a lot of failure to recognize that high-functioning autism is still a significant disorder. A lot of people think once we're able to talk as well as I can that we're probably able to do all right. But, uh, you know, the truth is, is wherever you fall in the spectrum, you don't get a diagnosis unless it impacts your ability to live uh, an ordinary life, unless it causes significant enough problems to be worth a diagnosis. Um, but when you see autism in TV and movies, there's sort of two typical autistic characters. There's the one who is a problem for other people to solve. They're there, but they don't really have much of a, a, a place of their own. They're someone to create a story around that, you know, the parents and their struggles in finding a good therapist or getting you into the right school or, or whatever. But the autistic individual usually doesn't get to express much or any of themselves. Or you have a character who isn't technically autistic but shows autistic traits as the butt of jokes, the awkward, nerdy guy who doesn't really get sarcasm and social cues. And so then it's autism being laughed at. And even if the show never says autism, if you go and read about the character elsewhere, they'll say, you know, the, the possibly autistic whatever. And so this is a chance to have an autistic character. And I've, I've read a bit about what Sesame Street wants to do with her, who has their own personality, has their own personhood, and shows that you can have autism and be a person too, that autism isn't who you are is just something that affects you. And so I think it's huge to have this, this person who is autistic, but also a person. We've got a uh, great guest with us today. He joins us live here on our big broadcast. And uh, with, with the world of, uh, of, of autism and, and everything else, um, what parts of communication are challenging for people with autism? Break that down for us. So the most common uh, problem... Uh, autistic people have with communication is what I'm going to call implied communication. And that's when you're communicating something above, beyond, or other than what you're saying. So sarcasm is often implies communication. If someone says, you know, something to you and, and the response you get is a sarcastic, yeah, that's what I want, then obviously yeah. the actual statement is, no,